0: Call me. Call me. No, like really call me. Or email me or send a singing telegram or something. Just communicate with
1: me.
2: All kidding aside, good communication with your vendor team is essential.
1: Check out this episode to understand how consistent, open communication with your wedding professionals can save you money, mistakes, and most of all, stress. You got engaged. Congratulations. Happy? Yes. Joyful time? Of course. Now what? Timelines, to-do list, and checklist? 100%. Don't worry, you're in the right place. Welcome to the ring, the bling, and all the things. Hi, I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We have over 50 years of wedding industry experience between us. We have seen it, heard it, done it, and found a way around it. We are here to get you from down on one knee to down the aisle. Our podcast will cover everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between. So buckle up and enjoy the journey. Now, let's get started with this episode. Okay, so I'm sure you've heard us talk about communication being so important, but today's topic is vendor communication. Sharon, I know you're going to let Mike in here at some point in time, but this is such an important topic, whether you have rescheduled your event for any reason, or if your wedding is coming around the corner or down the road, communication is important no matter when that event is. So, Sharon, where do we start with this topic? I know it's so important.
0: It's actually probably the most important thing. And, you know, you can plan for months and months. But if you don't communicate in those last few weeks with your vendor team, all your planning can go to waste. The ball can get dropped. Things things can happen that you weren't planning on. Super, super important to communicate with your vendor team. I know that we've seen that... Um, even more so become important with people having to postpone, maybe for COVID, but actually maybe, you know, for another reason. I have a bride right now whose husband's getting deployed, you know. So Mike, talk to us a little bit about what you've experienced with postponements and communication or the lack thereof.
2: Well, sometimes when um, the wedding is postponed and say, for an example, They were getting married last year, and then they postponed to spring of this year. We'll say they just kind of decided that, no, they weren't going to get married in spring, and they decided to move it to fall. Communicating with your vendors to let them know that the date has changed or moved for the second time or the first time, it is so important to contact your vendors because you would not believe how many times or what the vendor puts into time and money to plan and make sure all the product is there. And then you call and say, oh, two weeks out, they call and say, oh, I'm sorry, we've decided to postpone it again to the fall. So it's so important that you let your vendors know ASAP when that is transferred to another date.
0: And not only is that the respectful and proper thing to do, not letting that vendor know is going to cost you some money. It is. Because if if the florist has already ordered flowers, the caterer has already ordered food, maybe the suits have already been ordered, that vendor's not going to eat that cost because you neglected to let them know. So it's going to cost you some money.
2: Well, I want to say, along with the suits, because you know we do suits also in the florist, and uh, all the suits came in for a wedding that we did we're planning on doing two weeks ago and the suits were shipped to us and we started calling the grooms and the guys to come in to, you know, to set appointment to come in to try them on. And no one was calling us back. And we thought, Hmm, what's going on here? Well, finally, one of the groomsmen called us and says, I think they've postponed that to fall, but I'm not real sure. Uh oh. Now originally we had it in the fall of last year. And they've moved it to spring of this year, and then it kind of slipped away. And this is what the groom told us. I'm sorry. There was so much going on. we decided to postpone it till fall, and we forgot to call you. Well, that cost him about $1,500.
1: Okay, I'm going to chime in here because something that just popped in my mind, we're not just talking about dates and times moving. You, as a florist, if you're moving from fall to spring – wouldn't you maybe want different flowers? Yes. And as far as that goes, decor, your color palette, you know, Sharon, some of our listeners do not have a wedding planner. And I think this goes back to something we talked about in a previous episode about having that list of who you're using, who you signed contracts with. So you have that readily available to contact, but Mike, so that's additional meetings that have to happen. If you're changing seasons, I guess, to word that correctly.
2: It is additional meetings, but the thing too that I have been finding out that is some of the people that had their weddings planned for last year, they went ahead with their ceremony, and this is very important. They went ahead with their ceremony last year, and they didn't have a reception, they didn't have a party, they just gathered in a park, or they did get married in a church, and then they postponed their reception to this year or next year. And then they decide during that, they've been married for almost a year, and they've decided, you know what, let's not spend that money on that reception. Let's keep it and put it into the house or whatever it may be. But the problem with that is if you don't tell your vendor, that's a problem. Because what's going to happen is they're going to be out that money anyway because they did not communicate with their vendor.
0: What I actually do for my clients if they decide to postpone for any reason And what actually anyone could do if you don't have a wedding planner is like Christina said, you know, I, I recommend you have a list of all of your vendors. I recommend you have their email, their phone number and what they're providing and any payments that have been paid to them. I, the bare minimum I would recommend you do is to write an email, do a group email to all of your vendors, send it where you get back a red receipt So that you at least know they got that notification and you can prove that you did let them know. This is not something I would do over the phone. I think it's something that needs to be done in writing. I actually wrote a postponement agreement that I send to each vendor and I ask them to sign it electronically and then I keep it in my client's file. But, you know, bare minimum, an email would work
1: as well, but you need something in writing. Okay, Sharon, what else comes to mind when you talked about having that list of vendors, if you're going to have that contact information, you might as well go ahead and start your binder or have this as part of it, your contracts, where you have that information together, where you can review that if you need to for any reason to postpone move dates. The other thing too is, People, I don't think, realize the importance of a paper trail, and I like how you mentioned the fact there's some different free programs out there, and I'll make sure I put a copy in the show notes, that you can use to get red receipts. It's not necessarily a paid service you have to use, and why is that important, Sharon, for them to get that red receipt? Well, that way, should there be a question and the vendor says,
0: you know, you didn't let me know, so we're going to charge you, you can say well, I'm sorry I did let you know I sent this email, which was opened by so-and-so at
1: such-and-such time on such-and-such a date. And Um, I know you as the detailed wedding planner, because your other step would be, I'm sure you would have a checkbox that says, I got a message back from them. mm -hmm. They agreed. They acknowledged it. Because if not, there's a follow up step that happens in there, you know that's absolutely I've yeah. heard you talk about that several times, so those out there that don't have wedding planners, although it's an extra step, you really want to do that to really make sure you're securing that person. take that step to com- to communicate I really and it's it's mostly
0: for my own protection, but I don't do a lot in my business that's not in writing um You know, it's great to have a conversation and have a meeting, but follow that up with an email, with something in writing so that there's no confusion and everybody knows what's going on.
2: Well, I want to say this too, is out of respect for each other, as me being a vendor of tuxedos and flowers, we respect the bride and groom. We aim to please, we aim to deliver our product in a 100% satisfaction guaranteed way. But if you decide to postpone your engagement or wedding or whatever it may be, and you don't follow up with us, that's not very respectful Respectful to your vendor because they're planning on being there for you. And we could have booked another wedding over the top of your wedding if you, if we knew in advance that you did cancel your a wedding.
1: And I think that's something really to point out. If you're not in the wedding industry, you don't see the blood, sweat, tears, the heart and soul that wedding professionals put into each and every event as if it was their own event. And I think for someone out there that's just booking a vendor, that respect issue is so important because they're really putting so much into your event and there's so much with a timetable. Sharon I know you have follow-ups that happen on certain um, time periods in the planning process. Yeah I totally agree with what Mike just
0: said because weddings are relational. It's a relational business and like he you know just totally what he just said is so true. You know it's like any other relationship in your life, respect has to go both ways. So you need to respect that vendor's time and you need to respect that their business is how they take care of their family.
2: Well, and So to just
0: bail out and not tell them is yeah. not okay.
2: And the other thing you got to look at too is yes, we know that you are going through trauma because if your post, your wedding was postponed or canceled or whatever it may be, that it's one wedding that you're dealing with the vendor For example, myself, we had over 135 weddings postponed or rescheduled from last year. So I'm dealing with 135, and you are dealing with one, and we're doing our best we can to make sure that everyone has the day they wanted to.
1: You know, when you say that, too, I think of things that I've heard people say about other vendors. People may not even realize that vendors do multiple weddings in a weekend, and Mike. You know, even though you do multiple weddings in a weekend, every one of those weddings are treated as if it's the only wedding on the planet. Exactly. And it comes down to that respect issue. Yes. And in a business like
0: mine, I, you know, I'm one person. I am the wedding planner that's going to be with you on your wedding day. So I can only do one wedding a weekend. So you, if you don't let me know that you're postponing, I can't book another wedding. You have literally shut me down for that weekend. I cannot make the money I need to take care of my family. You have made it impossible for me to work that weekend. So it's a big, big deal. There's also a lot of other things with communication too. Um, You know, even if you're not postponing, even if everything is all systems go, I really like to take those, what I call major players, those key (coughs) vendors, and I like to have a month out meeting with them where we actually, even though we've already met and we've already chosen everything, we actually sat down with that vendor one more time and we go over everything again. And 99% of the time, something has changed.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because, I mean, especially on the topic that we're talking about, we met with these brides almost a year and a half to two years ago. So, And actually, I've got a wedding coming up this weekend or two. The tw- the end of the month. And I was looking at the contract and I talked to her in 2019 and it was like, oh my gosh, I don't really remember this. So I called her yesterday, matter of fact, and said, can we meet again just so we can go over everything and make sure we do exactly what you want. I'm
0: sure she was so appreciative and of she that. And ver-
2: she really was. Yeah. I
0: mean, I have a wedding coming up the end of May. It's on schedule. We're going to get married as planned. But since we started planning... There's a bridesmaid that lives out of the country, and right now she's not able to travel into the United States. So that's going to change her floral order because now I don't need a bouquet for her. But we've added a flower girl. We've added another boutonniere for our officiant. Like, those seem like really, really small things, but if you don't take care of them before wedding day, the florist is going to show up and he's going to have what's on that contract because you didn't let him know.
2: And the thing about it is, just like what you just said, what's on my contract is what's going to be at the wedding. And that little boutonniere or that bouquet for that flower girl that you added on and you didn't call and tell me, <laughs> that's going to be a big upset for the day. And it's going to yeah. its going to actually look like it's my fault. But that, again, going back to respect, make sure you follow through and tell people, you know, what, the vendors what they want.
1: The best way to summarize what you all have just been talking about is – Best communication allows you all to do your job 110%. That's it. You're not asking for anything spectacular other than just communication can really let you perform your job 110%. Well, and
0: and once again, good communication equals money. You know, what if you originally told your caterer your guest count was 250, and now it's 190 how many extra meals are you going to pay for because you didn't call the caterer and update that guest well, count?
2: Well, and on that same note, yeah. you're going to have 5 less centerpieces, you're going to have 5 less tablecloths, you're going to have 50 less plates. I mean, it's so important how what a, how big of a little detail it's could be. It's
1: big, yeah. That's a really good point. It affects basically everything.
2: Everything. And it's money in your pocket. It's money in the bride and groom's pocket if they follow through. Plus, you're
0: going to not only the money, but you're going to show up, and you're going to have, like Mike just said, five tables that nobody's sitting at. These fancy decorated tables that are empty, and that they look odd. So I I just kind of call my month out meetings. I tell my couples, yes, we've already done this, but we're going to wrap it up with a bow. We're going to wrap this wedding up with a bow two
1: weeks out. month out and then we're going to be ready to get married and we're not going to worry about all this little stuff. And I know that we're talking about communication and yes, it equals money, but it also equals peace of mind. That way, you know, you've touched base with everyone. You can go, you can enjoy your wedding day and just try to take it all in because as Sharon mentioned, when we started this, you put so much into the planning, being able to enjoy it, it goes by so quickly that communication plays such a big role in wedding planning.
0: Well, and one more thing I would like to touch on as a planner is being responsive to your vendors. You know, people pay me, I don't take it lightly when somebody hires me to plan their wedding. People work very hard for their money, and the fact that they have chose to invest in their wedding by hiring me is important to me. But you would be shocked how many people I have that hire me and they pay me to plan their wedding But I might wait a week, two weeks, be three emails in before I get the answer to a question. So you have to be responsive to those vendors when they do reach out to you to, you know, maybe to get updated numbers or, you know, to ask a question. We know that
1: everyone is busy, but we can't plan your wedding without you. Well, and I think one of the best tips when you get engaged, especially if you're going to go to wedding shows but also to keep all your wedding communication in one place is setting up a wedding email that maybe the engaged couple That's is the, the one the first that has thing access. on my checklist because yeah. that way you know and I, I'm not even saying it's something you've got to check every minute of the day or it's something you have to have notifications turned on for, but you know you're checking that a few times a week. If there's an email in there, it has to do with your wedding. Because that is such a big part of communication, getting back with people. Because you're maybe holding up them from moving on to the next step.
2: Well, and that goes back to not just the bride communicating. That goes back to the vendor to make sure that they communicate promptly with the bride and groom also.
1: Well, let's go ahead and say, if you email a vendor and you don't hear back in what time frame would you all recommend? Within
2: 24 hours, I would say.
1: Reach out and to and them Sharon by And Sharon may
2: say qu- sooner than that.
0: Um, it depends. In my welcome packet, I address this. I, I decided just a few months into my business that I needed a welcome pla- packet that explained things. If you email a, someone in the wedding business through the week, I think 24 hours is more than enough time for them to respond. If you're emailing someone in the wedding business on a Friday, a Saturday, you're not going to hear from them. Or a Sunday. Because you know where I am on Friday and Saturday? I'm at someone's wedding. Uh If you email me on a Sunday, you know where I am? I'm on my couch or I'm with my family. (laughs) Because what do you have, Sharon? I have Lifetime Movie Day. No, you have Wedding Hangover. Wedding (laughs) Hangover, (laughs) yes. That's what you call it. So most wedding vendors try very hard to take Sundays
1: off. So I think Monday through Thursday...
0: 24 hours. 24 hours
1: is very reasonable. But take it upon yourself. If you haven't gotten an answer in 24-ish hours to pick up the phone and reach out just to make sure they got your email. Again, we're back to that respect issue. Maybe they're busy and they just hadn't haven't gotten to it yet. But we're all human. Maybe they accidentally overlooked it. So just taking that initiative to keep that line of communication open. I think is really important.
0: Another thing that I say in my welcome packet, um, and you guys might feel differently, maybe I'm just old, but um, text messaging is the communication of young people. And I love text messaging. I do it all the time. I think it's quick. I think it's easy. However, I have a huge fear that I'm going to be at, I don't know, the grocery store, and a bride is going to text me something important. And by the time I get home, I put my groceries away, I, I'm gonna forget about that. So I prefer, if anything is important, that you email me because when I check my email, I'm in my office, I'm working, I'm ready to work, and I'm ready to deal with whatever you have sent to me. You're a hundred percent focused yeah. on
1: providing them an answer if they yes. need it or additional information. And it's not that I, you know, I don't want them to text
0: me. I don't, I'm totally fine with that. It's just for so that I know I'm not missing something, I would prefer email. Well,
2: and I understand what you're saying, but you know what? Sometimes people are laying in, the bed, laying in bed in the middle of the night, and they think, oh, I need to text Mike and <laughs> remind him to do this or add, mm-hmm. or add this or add that near and they text it to you at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I agree with you on the texting. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a texture when it comes to business like that mm-hmm. because I'm afraid I'm going to miss it. Because after you you read your text messages, it just blends in with everybody else. Well,
0: and, you know, it's my biggest fear that I'm going to be at a wedding and a bride's going to say, what do you mean? I texted you that. And I'm going to be like, holy moly, she did. You know, I forgot. So I think just to protect both people, email is a really good way of, you know, if it's the week of your wedding and something major is happening, for sure text me and tell me to call you or, you know, tell me to check my email. But I do, once again, I want that email so that I can focus on your need at the time that I can I can help
1: rather than at the grocery store. I think that's a
2: good Looking for point. my debit card. That's a, yeah. really that's, a, that's, a really that's
1: a really good point because we always just think of how convenient it is for us to text. But it's your wedding. It is your wedding. You're not texting about items you left off your grocery list. You know, so... Give it the value it deserves and really put it in an email where, like Sharon said, most people will sit down and be focused on that response. Well, like, and
0: once again, it's, it's what we were talking about with that mutual communication. When I meet with my clients, when they book me, I say, how would you like me to communicate with you? Do you prefer a call? Do you prefer an email? Would you like me to text if I need to talk to you and schedule a call? So just show your vendor that same respect. And use their preferred method of communication.
1: So to wrap this up, here's what I've just got from this whole summary. Communication equals money, equals relationship, your relationships you're establishing. What else does it equal, Sharon? It equals time. Definitely time. And it equals good wedding day.
2: And accuracy to make sure that everything is done promptly and correctly.
1: So I don't think there's any other way to close it out. So we hope that you found this informational and Mike, I'm so glad that you brought this topic um, to the forefront. Good job, Mikey, because that's exactly (laughs) what we're about. Well, I want everybody
2: to learn. I want everybody and people get caught up in their own world Mm -hmm. and they, they forget about things, but, just by forgetting something very simple could cost them money.
1: You know, what I love most about some of the feedback we've gotten from the podcast is people will say, I never thought of it that way, or that had never crossed my mind. Most people are getting married for the very first time. This is not something they eat, breathe, sleep, everything. So that's why I love talking about these topics. It's to help them. That's what we're doing is providing information, resources, tips, all that good stuff where they can make their wedding planning, their wedding day, (laughs) their wedding relationships, all of that. It's a bigger benefit for them. So thank you all for listening. We can't wait to hear your feedback. Make sure you connect with us on social media. And if you like what you heard, make sure you go and click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform and write us a glowing five-star review, as Sharon says. So until next time, see ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All the Things. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe button to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, The Ring, The Bling, and AllTheThings.com for past episodes. And make sure to connect with us on social media. If you would like to help us get the word out about this podcast, make sure to share with your family, your friends, and anyone you know in the wedding business.